Welcome to the Girl on Top Shaolin XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shaolin Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here in the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the week. And today, we're going to be talking about short guys, astrology, dudes who only have female friends, exes, and more. And just a reminder, if you want to chat privately with me, find me on the Instant Go app. My username is ShallonXO and click chat to get connected. Also, be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and find me on YouTube for new videos every other day. So for this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. So I've been a bit out of my YouTube game for like the last week or two because as you guys might have seen on my social media, my grandmother passed away. So I'm out here in California dealing with that and I was here for her last day. So yeah, it's just been generally horrible and difficult and I just have not had it in me to put on makeup and do videos, you know, and like put on my perky voice. I don't have a perky voice right now. So I th- I'm feeling better and it's time to get back to some videos. So I asked you guys on Insta stories for some topic ideas. And I'm as always, you guys gave me the goods, some awesome ideas. But some things I decided to just answer right then on my stories because they were short and maybe didn't warrant a whole video. And I thought, okay, let's take some of these things over to the podcast. So that's kind of what I'm going to answer this week is some stuff that you guys suggested on my Insta stories. So the first thing was, like, is astrology real and how does it inform our dating behavior? Like, should we pay any attention to compatibility for star signs or is it basically just a bunch of baloney? So I am, like, I've typically been very into astrology. I really believe that the stars and our birth position and our birth date and the star chart really does inform a lot of our personality and our traits. However, if you find yourself consulting literally the heavens to decode a guy's behavior and find out and look for some sort of sign that he likes you, girl, he don't. I say this with love and, well, not just love, experience. Like when we like someone, we are looking for any sort of metric that they like us back, which is why things like a snap streak or a guy lurking our Insta stories or liking our photos is so like we fixate on it because we're like oh my god see this is proof this is empirical proof that he likes me and it isn't it literally means a guy is bored in the toilet or he needs an ego boost and like I tell you with stuff like a snap streak or insta stalking if you took that away and did not count that as data what would you have to support the theory that he likes you the right answer is well He takes me out on dates. He calls me on the phone. I met all his friends. He talks about wanting a commitment. He plans for the future, right? Because if you have to ask yourself, what, you know, I need this evidence that he likes me, he doesn't like you. Because when a guy really does like you, there's no room for that doubt. And I didn't know that until, basically until I met the guy I married, until I met my ex-husband. Because he, he answered questions before I even asked them. You know, before I was even like, gosh, well, how does he feel? And is he going to follow up? 
He was setting the second date. He was following up. He was making plans. He was making reservations. He was coming after me in a way that left no doubt in my mind about his intentions. I didn't have to like go to a psychic or look up like Cosmo's bedside astrologer. I did have to do that with my good guy fuckboy, GGFB. If you come over to my house, you're all invited, obviously, you'll see a book, a big, thick, hardbound book called The Astrology of You and Me. It's really an interesting book if you like are a book kind of person because it breaks down all of the star signs and how they align with each other star sign in terms of friendship, love, lust, work. I mean, everything. It's like every possible permutation and combination. And it's really interesting. And oh, don't you know? I was there looking up his little Pisces ass and how it compared with me, a perfect Aquarius. And it's like, I had to do that because I was getting no other form of evidence in real life that he was a viable boyfriend. I was getting snap streaks. I was getting LOL you up whenever he was in town. Sometimes, but not always when he was in town. So when you find yourself like, turning to that level of, you know, decoding, it's, you're already kind of sunk. And also like, yes, astrology informs our personality. And yes, like people have certain personality traits, you know, like I'm an Aquarius. I'm very concerned with equality. I'm very curious. But that has no bearing on whether or not a guy's going to like you. And so many of the times you guys submit a question to me and it's like, well, he's a Virgo. It's like, girl, It doesn't matter that he's a Virgo. He's a guy who doesn't like you. He's a fuckboy. He's a douchebag. He's a player. Like, what sign he was born under is not an excuse for bad behavior. It's not an excuse to lie to someone or to lead them on. And it certainly doesn't explain why he's wishy-washy or not committing to you. He's like that because he's not into it. So let's not turn our eyes to Jesus. Turn our eyes towards heaven. Let's instead turn our eyes towards the douchebag right in front of us, either IRL or in our phone, and see him for what he is. The next question we got on uh, Instagram is how to stop being jealous and fixating on your boyfriend's exes and his past long-term relationships. And this is a topic I get a lot, like, things about jealousy, things about exes. And what I always say is, I want the people I date to have exes. I want them to have a big past, a very diverse past with them getting dumped, them getting cheated on, maybe them doing the dumping, hopefully not doing the cheating. But like, I want them to really have gone through the ringer. You know why? Because I have. And I need someone who's gang. I need someone who understands that, hey, you know what? This is what makes a relationship work. This is what doesn't. And I have the evidence to prove it. I have the experience to prove it. I'm with Shallon because I choose her. Not because, oh, she hunted me down or, oh, I don't know. She's hot. She'll do for now. No, I want him to have a very clear idea of who I am and a very clear idea of why he wants to be with me. And you can only get that from experience, right? I want a guy who slept with a lot of girls. Do you get coming in here like it's your first damn rodeo? I'm no one's training lap. I'm no one's dress rehearsal. By the time you get to me, you better come correct. You better have your big boy pants on. You better know what you are doing. I'm not a practice game, okay? And again, that comes through experience. Now, of course, it's natural to not want to think about who your ex has been with and, oh, he's been with other girls. But like, 
When we fixate on that, trust me, no matter how low-key you think you're being, you're not. You're making snide remarks. You're letting it slip out. It can't. The psyche must be heard, and usually girls must be heard too. And honestly, it's none of your business. It isn't. That's the real talk. Would you like it if a guy grilled you about people you've dated? No. Or forget it. For, take it out of the romantic realm. How would you like it if one of your friends grilled you about your past friendships? Uh, uh, what do you mean you flaked on Kristen's sleepover in eighth grade? Why would you have done that? I mean, that seems kind of weird, blah, blah, blah. It's like, excuse you, excuse you. That's my history. It's my deal. And maybe I've grown. Maybe I've grown and I moved on and I've grown up and I'm not that person anymore. Isn't that the whole point? Like we grow and we evolve and we learn from our mistakes and we now are in a situation that's better and smarter and more purposeful. Yeah? So... Don't fixate on where he's been. Fixate on where he's going. Because he would still be with those people if that was a good situation. If that, if those exes were the one and that was right and that was wonderful and it was just checked all the boxes, he would still be with them. But he's not. He's with you. I mean, hopefully, because he's choosing you on purpose. If you don't get that sense, though, then that is something to address. And the first person you need to address it with is you. Did you chase him? Did you settle for that passive reciprocation that I always talk about? Yeah, he'll respond if you text him. Yeah, he'll meet up with you if you decide where and when and bend your schedule around his. Yes, he will allow you to suck his dick when you come over at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. But is he courting you? Is he pursuing you? Is he making you feel like a priority in his life? If the answer is no, then his exes are not the issue. You guys both are. I mean, yes, him, but like we always have to take stock of our role in getting ourselves to an unhappy place, you know, because otherwise we're the Taylor Swift, we're the Selena Gomez, we're the victims. And of course, yes, we're victims of douchebags, that happens. But like, again, we need to take some ownership about how our behavior led us to where we are, especially if we find this as, as a chronic pattern, you know? When I hear girls like, guys always cheat on me. Well, who's the common denominator? I'm not saying you deserve to be cheated on. Of course, no one does. But are you choosing people who are purposely dead ends and then being like, so surprised when it turns out exactly the way everyone says it's going to again and again? So again, don't fixate on the exes. Fixate on your relationship. Look at where he's going. If he's the one making the exes an issue, that's also a data point. That means maybe he's not over it. Maybe he's bringing it up because he likes you to be jealous. He likes pitting women against each other. Even if one of those women is a ghost, is like an ex who is no longer in the picture. He's reviving her, bringing her back from the dead, reanimating her to be your opponent. That's not a kind of guy that you should be with. But assuming he's all good, it's up to you to leave those things buried and move forward. This next question is about what to do if your boyfriend has a lot of hot female friends. Hmm. Now, I have kind of an extreme view on guys and girls being friends. I am the mindset of don't do it. Because look, men and women are hardwired to smash, right? You know, we're hardwired to mate. That's what nature designed us to do. So that means that on one end or another, at some point, there was an attraction that brought boy to girl or girl to boy. Whether it was across a party and she looked at him was like, oh, damn, baby. Or vice versa. 
And I'm not saying that that dynamic continues, but it was there at some point. And, you know, it might have continued. So when I think of guys and girls being friends, all I think is messy, 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 messy. On the other hand, though, I understand why this is important when you're young. High school, college, even a little after college, it's important to have you know, peers of the opposite sex because you're still learning about the opposite sex and you need like a real life example to like help you decode what is this dude texting me, you know? And it's it's just fun. Like it's fun to be around the opposite sex. You get to flirt a little. So you kind of get that like masculine energy or that feminine energy. However, I think for guys, like once they get a girlfriend, they don't really hang out with their female friends as much. I mean, for me, I don't have any guy friends. I don't need them. Like I, ugh, a boyfriend is plenty. You know, honestly, like that is all of my dude needs are met by my boyfriend. And I think that that's valid. And I, I don't think my boyfriend should have like female friends. I mean, if they're like old school, he's known them since he was nine or whatever, and they see each other only if one of them comes into town for something, okay, fine. But if he is constantly surrounded by females, that's a red flag because it means one of two things. Like I said, we need the opposite sex for learning purposes. So either he still doesn't understand a woman, he still doesn't get it, he still doesn't know, in which case he should be talking to the actual woman in his life, me, his girlfriend, or what I think is going on with the girl who asked this question, because Clearly, this is like stuck in her craw and clearly this has raised her antenna and not really jived with her intuition. What could be going on is he's just a douchebag who needs this much attention. He needs a harem. And if that's the case, ugh, it is exhausting to be the girlfriend of someone like that. And on paper, it's like, oh, you want to be the girlfriend. It's like, you want to be his his number one lady, the one that he goes home to. He flirts all night with these chicks, but he goes home to her. Uh, no fucking thanks. I actually don't normalize that behavior, and I don't see it as a compliment. I see it as tiring. I see it as really fucking tiring to be committed to someone who is kind of, sort of, committed to me. But moreover, he's much more committed to his ego and its bottomless needs. I don't want to have to defend my relationship against the rest of the world and most specifically his inner circle. His friends should be allies to our relationship. Do you know what I mean? He should have friends who want to see him in a healthy, happy, successful relationship. He shouldn't have friends who eh, maybe want to fuck him because I don't think Chad and Spencer do, but maybe Olivia McKenna do. You know what I mean? And I don't need them around my boyfriend. And he shouldn't need that either. His needs should be met by me. Now, I understand that we all have different social inclusion needs. We all have different sort of attention needs. I perhaps need a lot of attention. And I go out and I flirt. But that's the thing. I go out and I flirt. I work for it. I earn it. I don't have a cadre of dudes that I keep on like rotation for my attention needs. Just this constant table of emotional fidget spinners that I'm just like whirling and jazzing around because I am just bottomless in my ego. If I want attention from a boy, if I need more attention from males at large, I put on my dress, I get my push-up bra, I curl my hair, it takes a long time, but I go out and I earn it the old-fashioned way. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm good. 
I'm good. Just a, l- a few little flutters here and there. I need to know I still got it. Mama still got it. And then I go home to my boyfriend and I'm happy. So if you don't think that's the case, if you think your boyfriend is like, if it's more than just like, oh, these are my old good female friends we grew up with they're like my sisters or like hey you know she gives me perspective about things and she helps me with you and I get in a fight if he just has an army of hot chicks and that is also significant that they're only hot chicks no fatties and uglies you know that's that's not good because crimes escalate don't they cops know it I know it from watching law and order okay crimes escalate And what begins as, oh, I just need a little attention. You know, I just need to flirt a little. Well, you know, maybe just like cop a few good feels. What could one kiss hurt? What's a nice dry hand job in the back of a club between friends? They escalate. Very rarely do people not like grow in terms of their ego needs. Because what we permit, we promote. And so if someone's like, well, this feels good, maybe more will feel better. And like I said... Being a girlfriend to that sounds tiring because what's going to end up happening is you're going to twist yourself into a pretzel trying to shapeshift into whatever it is he, you need to hold his attention. Bigger lips, bigger tits, more hair, tighter dress, more blowjobs. That's tiring, right? That's tiring. And that's not normal. This is not normal guy behavior. This is douche behavior. And you don't need a douchebag. Up next, we have one of my favorite topics that I feel so very strongly about. But like, what don't I feel strongly about? You know what? I'm like not agnostic on anything in this world, except for ice cream, actually. I'm like very whatever-ish about ice cream. Like, it's chill, of course, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like choose it over almost any dessert. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So one of you guys said, tell us about paying for dates. At what point in the relationship is it okay for you to pay for you and your man? Hmm. Well, here's my question to you. At what point in the relationship is he going to be the one um, giving the blowjobs with the dick in his mouth and putting on makeup and wearing bras and birthing out the children? Is that what month does that happen? Oh, it, oh, that doesn't happen. Okay. So therefore, I'm going to say never. You don't ever have to start paying for him because he is never going to take something off of your plate as a female. That's how that works. Men make 25% more than women. This is a fact. This is a scientifically, economically proven fact. It's not a joke. It's not propaganda. It's not fake news. I actually didn't believe this until I started working. (laughs) And like, oh my God, I won't even go into the sexism I've encountered in my industry because it's so redundant because it happens in every industry. It is just how men treat women in the world no matter how woke they are. I remember my boyfriend had this like awakening moment when he, and my boyfriend's young. He's, we started, he was like um, 24 and I'm (laughs) 24 and a half as long as you have no follow-up questions. But he came home one day from his job. He was like a creative director at this gym and like He was just in a lather because everyone was talking down to him and like not listening to his ideas. He's like, you know, they just treat me like I'm a kid and they don't value what I have to say. And I was like, yeah, that's how people treat me because I'm a woman. Only I will never outgrow that. I will be spoken to like that for the rest of my life. You will not be spoken to that probably more than like a year from now. You're going to grow up. I will never get out of that. 
and he's like <gasps> like woke is an understatement he's like oh my god and he says he's like that was a turning point for me because you would always talk about like the female experience it's like I never really got it and then when I experienced that I was like holy shit is this how she has to live I'm like yes dude yes and I noticed a big shift in him after that in terms of like him taking care of me I, I I don't mean financially but like he was he became so much more protective over me you know he realized how vulnerable females are in this world and of course I just kept hammering about it and every time an issue would come up I was like see do you know what it's like to be a female let me tell you about it let me tell you about this you know but like because his mind was finally open and soft to it and he was receptive he was getting it so my point is you don't pay for the goddamn date special occasion birthday whatever hey honey I made you dinner do you think that doesn't have a value do you think the way you look doesn't have a value Look at what you're wearing right now and add up the dollar value to what you're wearing and add up the value just of the things men are never going to have to wear. Thongs, they get to have one kind of underwear, right? For the rest of their life. They don't need different foundation garments. They don't need Spanx. They don't need a strapless bra on the one that's like kind of a nude color so it doesn't show under white. They don't have to have any of that. Do they have to have hair rubber bands? No. Earrings, necklaces? No, no. Lash extensions, lip gloss? No, self-tanner, nails, pedicure, waxing. No, none of this shit. None of this shit. So if you're in a relationship where a guy's making you feel like you're not pulling your weight financially, he needs to pull his ass on out of there. He needs to pull his ass higher up in the American infrastructure because men are apex predators. I say this all the time. I tend to date white college-educated males. I mean, I've also dated other races, but they have also been college-educated American males who speak English from good families. Apex predators, great white sharks. I don't want to hear about a great white shark fucking starving to death. You know what I mean? You got to go out, you got to feed yourself, my dude. And if he can't afford to date, he shouldn't be dating. I say this all the time. I can't afford to have a horse, so I don't just go take one and ride it around. I don't force the horse to come to me because I feel like I deserve it. I either am able to do it or I don't do it. That's the way it is. I don't put that onus on anyone else. And we as women should never, ever feel like we have to buy into a relationship. Call me, call me sexist. <laughs> I really could give a shit. Because you know what? Like, I got money in the bank, honey. Because I'm not spending it to impress a dude. I don't buy my boyfriend. My boyfriend can buy me. Because like I said, the things I do have value. Cooking him dinner has value. Him always coming over to my apartment. I'm always washing the sheets, changing the towels, lighting the nice scented candles. That is value. Just because society doesn't have a specific dollar amount on it like they do for like a lavish dinner out at a steakhouse doesn't mean it has no value. The sexual activity I give also has a value. Yeah. In Amsterdam, it's got a real specific price list, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Same with Thailand. So value yourself. If a guy is looking for the cheapest possible girlfriend, honey, that ain't any one of us. This is girl on top. Not girl in the middle. Not girl slithering along the sides because that's maybe all I deserve. Girl on top. And if he doesn't like it, he can be boy gone by. Last but not least, <laughs> One of the best questions you guys submitted in terms of topics was how to feel confident while dating a short guy instead of feeling like some giant hippopotamus next to him. Oh, 
<laughs> Girl. <laughs> Why in hell would you be the one who needs to work on your confidence? Hmm? He's the short one. He's the one with the problem. Right? Right. I'm saying this from a place of love and experience, which I realize I've said that already once this podcast, but it bears repeating. I've dated short guys a lot. Like, in fact, that used to be like my type. Like, I like tiny guys. I realize I like tiny guys because they were kind of like less intimidating to me. I had some trauma, you know, in college. And I was just also like not super comfortable around dudes. I didn't really understand them. Like growing up, I wasn't around men, even though my pets were female. So I was, I kind of like tiptoed into the whole guy thing. And so guys who were like really tall or had really deep voices, I was like, ugh. So, and I also came up like and started dating like when emo was really popular. And I was like very, very into the emo scene. I was kind of like, someone call me the Paris Hilton of hipsters. And I was like, thank you. And he's like, it's not a compliment. <laughs> But it was to me. I loved it. So, like, it was a lot of very tiny boys on the emo scene. And I loved, like, boys who would wear girls' pants. Oh, my God. My therapist just had so many field days. But, like, so I dated a lot of, like, tiny dudes. And one of them was, now, I'm 5'5", like, on a good day. I'm not a super tall person. And one of them, he was 5'4", like, 5'3 or 5'4". And he was in a band. For example, let's just hypothetically say it was, mm, I don't know, Taking Back Sunday. Because it was. And I was like deeply, deeply in love with him. Like he was one of the loves of my life. And I did not care at all that he was short. Like it never, ever was a factor to me. I didn't care. And I remember I would wear heels sometimes. We would go out. And I, I remember saying to my friend like once, because someone pointed out the height difference between him and I. Because like in heels, it was much more pronounced and my friend was like I like that look when the girl's taller it makes me feel like a model you know it's like a very model rock star kind of dynamic like rock stars are always short because usually people who are really good at instruments are so because they weren't very popular and like you know they were like sitting in their mom's basement playing guitar instead of getting invited to prom so yeah sometimes they're like kind of on the tinier side and I was like you know what that's true and that and that's all I had to hear and then I never thought about height again like but you know who was thinking about height my boyfriend constantly constantly and to a degree that I didn't even realize because he was so confident and so outgoing and literally had the best personality of anyone I've ever met and I was like well why would he ever think about something as ridiculous as his height like who gives a shit but he was. And one time he said to me the only piece of data I ever should have retained, which was, I always feel like I need to fuck the hottest girl in any room just to prove to myself that I can. Sirens, alert, abort, avoid. That said it all. And you know what? He did. He cheated on me constantly, constantly. He finally left me for a cocktail waitress or a stripper or some such in Miami. And that was that. He like we got back together like two years later or something like that. And he lasted, he white knuckled it through probably three weeks before he started cheating on me again. And it was like that, that was the pathology there. You know, it was, I don't know if that's a Napoleon complex. Napoleon actually in real life was quite tall. He was, he was like five nine, which was quite tall for that time. But anyway, 
But I realized short guys have complexes. And he wasn't the only shorty I dated. I dated another one who dumped me when I wore heels one night. That was nice. And he was just mean. He was just hateful. He had this hateful spirit. So I caution you to stay away from short guys, not because they don't deserve love. They can get that from other short guys, but because they have complexes. Not everyone, but it might be there. And if it is, it will rear its ugly head. And when it does, you have to see it. You can't unsee it. You can't lie to yourself because if you get that like bing, that antenna that goes up, girl, it needs to never go back down because it's not ever going to change. So hopefully if you can find a confident short guy, great, like cool, who cares? Everyone's the same height lying down. You know how it is. But my point is you don't need to be shrinking to ameliorate his ego. And with my short dude who kept cheating on me, I was like running myself ragged trying to be what he wanted to hold his attention. And I remember thinking, I'm just never going to be enough. No matter what I wear, no matter what I do, no matter how funny I am, no matter how hard I love him, it's just there's something inside of him that is compulsive in this category. And I can't be a party to it because it's destroying me. And maybe, maybe that had to do with his height. Maybe he was just kind of shitty. I don't know. And I had to eventually stop caring and stop trying to untangle that puzzle. You know what I mean? So if you feel not confident next to a short guy, ask yourself where that's coming from. Is that him? Is he the one being like, don't wear heels. Don't do that. Girl, you get rid of his ass. You roll him into a little ball like the hedgehog he is and roll him out the door. Okay. But if this is like you, if you think you need to shrink down to make him feel better, to like you're slouching, uh-uh, 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 you roll your ass out the door yourself. Like that is not the situation you should be in. You should never shrink literally or figuratively in a relationship to assuage a man's underdeveloped ego or other parts. That's all for this week, Shaloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage. That's all for this week, Shaloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage. That's all for this week, Shaloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.